We throw it down from the block with the crossy we and blue and yellow, blue and yellow, blue and yellow, blue and yellow. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to this thing we call the Roll Blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor with the boys and spilled garbage cans. Uh, Andy Coop, and some people call me Cap. My real name's Jason. Some people know that. Carlos. Boys, or Carlos when I'm drunk. How we doing, fellas? I'm on cloud fucking 12, man. It's a good cloud to be on. Hell of a a a weekend. 57 away, baby. Dude, it's life's good. Life's good, dude. Like, run the run the CBS music, bro. It's March. I don't give a shit. Last month sucked ass. It's a new day, bro. Life is good, man. Coop, how are we doing? How's the vibe? Vibe check. Uh, vibe check for me is a little bit off. Andy ah. is not not in the dump truck room. He's not wearing his PlayStation headset. He has a, <laughs> an actual like microphone, and I can't see the dump truck, so. Kind of His hair is right kind now. of decent right now. Like it's it's looking balanced and all and even and stuff. I'm not feeling it. I'm not digging this Andy pick. It's Coop. You know, it's as always. You know, the barometer is Andy Picarillo, and it's always just kind of like this was like the thing in the military. It's like you don't want to be first, but you also don't want to be last. You know, and Andy's always right. last. You know, you're always you know I'm better than Andy. You know what I mean? Right now, I don't feel as good about that. And it's upsetting too with Zoom. You can do <laughs> virtual backgrounds, and he opted not to. And it's just <laughs> right. like a blank wall with a piece of art. He has on no it. excuse. Hey, who doesn't love that uh, the outline of Florida? We do love we do love the basement of the United States. There, um, everyone loves a good Florida man. So, Andy, I'm with you on that. So, I um, think he is the, the Florida fuck man. out of my room. Like I work <laughs> in my room. I saw all the bad shit happened today. I need to get the fuck out of there. But boys, the vibes are good. The weather's getting better, dude. It wasn't dark until like a couple minutes ago. Uh, And then too, I watched March Madness uh, highlights all day long. So life's good, man. (laughs) Xavier, you think wearing yellow is cool? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Life is good, man. Yeah, run the CBS music. Uh, I'm I'm down to record a podcast. Not about you guys. Isn't that what we're doing? I think so that's kind of my way of saying we don't know how to wrap things up so we just do bullshit that was kind of me saying like are we done with the intro wrapping things (laughs) never been about that literally probably done it like three times in my life (laughs) i'm batting like (laughs) 0.04 it's not good oh man i'm a lucky son of a bitch you guys want to go ahead and do the intro or what let's do it And we are back, dude. I'm worried this is going to be a Beavis and Butthead episode, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I used to get in trouble in the Navy all the time because, like, in our classes and shit, me and my buddy would just die laughing and, like, just get screamed at. Uh, they would, I literally call us Beavis and Butthead. I'm worried this is going to be one of those episodes. Like, I just feel goofy. Uh, anyway, talking about being goofy, J.J. Watt put on his Peloton profile, Buff Clee GB, and then goes to Arizona. <laughs> if there's a way to leak it, change your Peloton profile. You know, he's, he's ahead of the curve. 2021, baby. Wait, is that really how he did it? I saw that. I saw a little screenshot where he changed his Peloton profile today. 
to three different teams or three cities. I mean, I could, I would guess that GB, BUF, and CLE probably stand for Cleveland, Buffalo, and Green, and Green Bay. I'm not going to, you know, jump to that conclusion. I'm just guessing here. It's an educated guess. But he changed his Peloton fucking profile and was like, oh shit, it's one of these three. And then goes to Arizona. <laughs> but I actually think it may have been a troll Peloton thing because Whoa. the profile wasn't JJ, it was KJ. But the profile picture was JJ Watt, and then he tweeted, "I don't have a bike. Stop." And then like <laughs> oh, two minutes yeah, later, right. a picture of him wearing a Cardinal shirt and said, "Source me." <laughs> and then Schefter is like tweeting, "Like JJ Watt has signed with the Cardinals per JJ Watt." He's in cahoots, dude. JJ Watt and Peloton clearly in cahoots, linking up cahooters over here. I'm saying it right now, and I. I think and me and my brother are both super J.J. Watt haters. If you listen to the Dan Lebertard show, uh, Stugatz shits on J.J. Watt because over a two-year period, he had as many sacks as J.J. Watt did, as, as did we. Had as many sacks as J.J. Watt for about two years. Uh, like, I don't know, man. He loves this fucking drama. He loves being the center of attention. And you know that he was soaking this shit up. Kind of like Trevor, Trevor Bauer, Bauer was in baseball. Like, every yeah. little like, yep. leak or hint of where he's going – and it was just, you know, who can I troll today? Who Speaking can I of get Bauer, wrong? did you see that thing that he talked about, like, how he doesn't, like, show girls' feelings and shit like that? And he, like, like doesn't yeah. date a girl unless, he, unless she knows, like, he's going to be sleeping with other women and shit. <laughs> like, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he might actually be a psychopath. That shit legit? <laughs> Based on his personality? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, yeah, it I, seems I like it. it. But at least he's still like a dude. And like, I'm not here to shit on JJ Watt. That's a lie. I'm here to shit on JJ Watt. Um, he's so full of shit. Like, he, I think, he, I feel like he plays this like Captain America. And there's one captain around here. He plays this Captain Texan bullshit. Uh, when in reality, I think he's kind of an asshole and he's just all about the bullshit. And then, two, he hasn't produced in a while. I, I mean, did he have that good of a year? I think he was actually pretty decent this year. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, but he's also I two, have no idea. He's they're giving him a shit ton of money. I think you said two years, thirty-one. Uh, uh, yeah, two years, thirty-one. Yeah, JJ's getting guaranteed. up there. He's been banged up. I would, I would not want to see like the average games he's played per season in the last like five or six years. But I, I think that if you're paying him more than like ten to twelve million, that's an overpayment in my opinion. I think so too. And like all the Browns fans and stuff wanted JJ Watt, and I mean, I get it, but. He's not in his prime, and would you really want your team, who's like not that far away from being a true contender, to go out and spend all your money on right. JJ Watt? Probably not. I mean, dude, <laughs> if I put myself in, in Patrick's shoes, I don't think I'd want that for my team. Me neither. And like our boy Sir Yacht, friend of the program, who, well, who was temporarily dubbed Sir Watt, was like simping to the level of like buying every foot picture this man had in his camera roll like on that level like this man was simping hard like every single thing he posted multiple comments like this man was like virtually licking his feet like all the time it was weird so it was kind of like a we don't, fan with a recruit <laughs> Something like we that. don't kink shame if that's what they like that is true like. shame on me yeah that is fair thanks for calling me out coop i appreciate you keeping me in check there <laughs> <laughs> my goal Sorry. is to at least bring that into every podcast in my head i just said like you think uh foot pictures are cool in my head sorry about that that's why i started laughing um in that <laughs> voice and <laughs> I, I guess i should do it if that's what the people want but uh they may not want that okay no, and, they want it okay sir yacht you think licking feet is cool <laughs> thank you 
Oh, dude, that one was bad. <laughs> I was not ready. My throat hurts. Okay. Uh, and then, boys, I think we all need to talk about this because I'm getting excited. So we just got our third TV into the crib. And there's definitely, like, as the dates go on, you need to get more TVs going. And I want to hear about – we tried to get it with Sean, and I was really disappointed. He's also 19. He's a kid. You know what I mean? The older you get, the better your setups get. You know what I mean? Like, when you're young, you can sleep on a serious. futon. You know what I mean? Like, you can deal with bullshit. The older you get, the more you want to sleep in a nice bed. You know, you don't want to, like, share hotel rooms anymore. That kind of shit. And now the older I get, I need a nice March Madness setup. You know what I mean? I need four TVs. I need them set up in one spot. I need a lazy boy. You know, we got to get it popping. What's your guys' March Madness setup this year in the pandemic? How are we rocking it out and how are we looking right now? Are, are, are accommodations being made is my question. So I'm actually uh, heading up to my buddies in uh, Columbus. And so, uh, but Alex? I am bringing, yeah, Alex. <laughs> nice. So, uh, we plan on doing this last year, but then, you know, the whole like Xavier not <laughs> life being and, fucked. And, like, yeah. <laughs> right. um, didn't happen. Uh, but so he's got a big ass TV in his living room, but I'm also bringing my gaming TV. Mm. So I'm still, and then one from the basement. And then, uh, so we're going to have <laughs> three there. And then probably I'll probably go buy maybe about a thirty-inch TV. Good man. And put it in the corner. Good man. Okay, so Andy's looking good. Coopy looking good over there. Maybe not that good. I have okay. two TVs. I have my laptop. Have my iPad. Have my phone. Andy's two and zero on us today. Coop. The time I'll be good. We got to pick it up. I know. <laughs> Andy's kicking our ass. Well, thank us. <laughs> how do we outdo him? We get a projector and I shine it on like the neighboring apartment building. We got to dump truck harder than he dump trucks. We got to beat him in his own game, I think. We can do that. Yeah, I think we got him. We got him. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. I like our chances. Okay, boys. So we're looking good. I'm proud of you too. Did you guys consume a lot of uh, a lot of March Madness content today like I did? I was just for the championship. I mean, I was just watching so many freaking videos. It's ridiculous. It's crazy just how the timeline is just filled with March Madness stuff the second the calendar flips. Mm -hmm. And last year we were robbed of it, not only because of, well, they're not being March Madness, but last year was leap year and we had to wait an extra day for March. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's what really messed up. the. I don't think COVID would have happened without it being leap year last year, first of all, just because there's more <laughs> time for it to happen. <laughs> and uh but it, it's crazy it's, just like, that it's march march madness i think i need marcus yeah. to dig into that one <laughs> he'll be on it he'll be yeah. on it first source is covid would not have happened without a leap year <laughs> well freaking said that is well documented yeah it's gonna be fun dude i can't even if it, even in a pandemic you know like just being a weird year and fans being whatever like i don't care bro like you turn the music on and throw me a bracket heaven good to go Gonna be gonna be an absolute blast. I can't fucking wait. Now, are you one that uh um do you pencil in each team during selection Sunday? Or do you Sharpie. wait for the printable ones come out? Right on the wall. In right Sharpie. on the wall, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, my uncle does that. He has a huge every year he prints off a huge fucking bracket and puts it on the wall and pencils in every single team as they go. It'll be an interesting looking bracket too, because they're playing one half of the bracket and then the whole ha other half of the bracket. You know what I mean? So like, it's going to be really, I think, aesthetically pleasing where normally it's just like scattered everywhere. Like they're doing the whole first round for this whole side and then the whole first round for this other side, you know, so it's going to be pretty good looking. So I if think you're on the left, you're playing on Thursday, if you're playing on uh, right, you're playing on, if you're on the right, you're playing on Friday. That's right. And then Julie just cleared writing on the walls in Sharpie. So we're good to go there. Um, screw it. A security deposit. Apparently we're good to go. Um, <laughs> gotta love having a child in the house. <laughs> gotta love it. It's she's art. A, it's she's a lucky lady. Art. 
It really is, man. Some people pay for that. Uh, so you got to love it. It's a good life out here. <laughs> and Cab just got the shit slapped out of him. She was practicing looked, for you, Andy. It looked very <laughs> She was practicing for what's happening to you. It's like that episode of The Office where uh, Michael lets Pam slap the shit out of her. And Toby's like training her. He's like, so it's all in the hips. So you got to get a good motion. <laughs> and he's like, fuck. <laughs> And she's like, she's got that crazy pregnancy strength. You don't even know what the fuck you signed up for. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't have crazy pregnancy strength, I hope. Uh, I, think, I think we're good. So even that'll, though be, I, that'll be determined. Right, for, for sure. You Your right. intro might come back to haunt you. <laughs> right, the announcer jinx. You hate to see it, the self-announcer <laughs> jinx. That's, that's the, something you hate to see. Okay, so let's move on to our favorite team, the Marquette Mustangs, who are reborn, and it's got to be the yellow cotton. We've got a squad here in Cincinnati. Um, what do you guys think? Number one, let's, number one, let's just talk jerseys, I think. Let's talk uniforms and give our takes on that, and then we'll talk about the actual sport um, that is uh, – yellow round ball what do we think i think they're pretty clean dude i gotta eat i gotta eat crow i they looked better than i expected and i do get some of the excitement that the players had and man did they play well on them dude i i don't care bro like i will wear yellow and be the marquette mustangs forever i mean if we just don't lose you know i feel like, like you have to wear them again right I think like, you have to. It, you got to ride the hot hand, man. Your biggest win in two years, in like the one time you were blue and fucking yellow, like you have to do that again. Insert I mean, blue and insert blue and yellow here. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> and yeah, man. It's not like it's too uh, uncommon for like teams to wear the same uniform after winning a bunch. Uh, Andy, if you remember the World Series when it was Washington and Houston. And the Nationals just kept wearing the same blue uniforms because they kept winning. Yeah, like, there's some superstition there. Like, you just feel, like it's you look good, you feel good. If you like, if you look like Marquette, you play like Marquette. As long as you don't wash the uniforms, that takes all the luck out of them. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I will say sport- I still, I, I still don't visually like them, and it might just be because I don't like teams that wear blue and yellow, and maybe that's just like. The effect huh. it has this on this is not made. Wow, oh, I, I forgot about that for you. I, I forgot that was probably yeah. weird. That was probably a weird yeah. look. It's not maize and blue, but it it's still weird. It's like pit or UCLA Why or don't something. You call the but... color what it is. Why do they call yellow maize? I hate that shit. It's yellow. It's it's yellow. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's weird. Who knows? But like, I mean, just because, I mean, it's kind of like kale. Like eating kale. Like it's good for you. You just don't like it. Like yeah. the uniforms are good for Xavier. Made him win. The uniforms alone, I still don't like it though. You gotta sneak some kale into Coop's diet. Confirmed. You gotta find some ways to up your kale intake, Coop. Uh, I've, never, I've never had Xavier compared to kale. <laughs> Not Xavier. Yellow Xavier's yellow kale. uniforms. Maze equals kale. Now we know. Maze is kale confirmed. Uh, I don't know, man. Once I saw him on the court, I was like, I, I dig them. I mean, they weren't like. At first, I was like, and they're just like regular-ass uniforms. Like, I didn't like the silhouette. You know what I mean? Just like the uniform straight on laying on a table. I, I did not think it looked very good. Um, but when I saw it combined with the shorts, I was like, they're they're slick looking. Like, they're not trying to do too much. I thought they looked pretty good on the court. I, I thought they looked pretty good live. Um, I don't know if I'd want to wear them more than like a time or two unless we go undefeated in them. Um, but I did like them for like a once-in-a-while once, once in a while change up. I thought they were pretty cool. I don't know if I want to wear them for a long time anymore because it's just not us. But, um, hey, man, we beat Creighton. I love them, you know. The warm-ups and T-shirts and stuff are pretty Ooh, cool. That so XU dope. logo. 
was really so cool. dope. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, Nate was rocking. Dude, that Nate look, bro, with the sweats and the jersey over top. And then the hype, bro. Like, <laughs> now we can start talking about the game, I guess. But, bro, and he's on, like, the scores table whatever and just, like, throwing the tongue out and getting hype, bro. Like, that was literally me in that moment. Hey. Like, that was cool to see him still engaged like that. Nate Johnson hype. Like, we are hyped about him, and now we're hyped about him being hyped about other people. He's so, awesome, bro. I so, so now actually, now actually getting on to the game, man, like – I mean, it's going to be – this one's fun to talk about. I mean, it sucks because all we've had to talk about is just either underperforming or losing for a little while, and this is the opposite of those two things. What do you guys think on the court? What stuck out, like, right away that maybe doesn't – you know, isn't super obvious? Um, one thing that really stuck out to me is those are some of the best minutes I've seen from Kiki Tandy all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that, that was a scoreless – he went scoreless in nine minutes, but he made the right plays. He was, he, was in, he was engaged on defense. He made smart p- passes, swung, uh, swung the ball for, his, for a Wiltshire three. Yep. Man, like, those are some awesome minutes from Kiki Tandy. You don't hear a lot of good Kiki minutes going scoreless. Uh, that is not something I expected to hear, honestly, for the rest of the season. I just thought the, the biggest thing yeah. to me was just the massive jump in energy, especially on the defensive end. I mean, this team absolutely brought it. Uh, I thought 90% of the possessions on defense. I mean, just the closeouts were, were so much better. I thought they were meeting, you know, meeting people when they, on the catch with energy. Someone's in Andy's apartment. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy's having a good time in there with somebody. Had a boy. Uh, what's his name? Um, no, but um, I thought that I thought the energy. <laughs> You're in there with Fanta. Nice. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, shouts to Rick Carter. Um, no, but um, I thought that was real. I thought that just the defensive energy was a completely different team. I mean, who they brought on defense, and then too, I mean, we we're just playing through Scruggs, and that's when this team is really, really good. Is when this team operates through Scruggs. When he's good, we're really good. When he's bad, this team is just not very good. Um, I thought those were the two things that stuck out the most, and it was just a completely different ball club, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I think one thing too that hasn't been talked about a whole lot. Obviously, Paul Scruggs is like the storyline of the game, but just in the second half, he didn't miss a shot. He went five for five in the second half. Yep. And I mean, senior night too. I mean, think about the senior night performances in the past, even uh, in 2019 when it was the grad transfers like Ryan Wellage and stuff like mm-hmm. that, stepping up and shining Welly brightest ball. on senior night. Yeah, yep. but it kind of in a way reminds me of the Providence game just switched because yep. uh, when we played Providence, it was like, okay, yeah, Xavier's obviously the more talented team. It's just Providence wants it more and it's mm-hmm. clear. Yep. And that's kind of how it seemed with this game. Like Creighton on paper should have beat us. No question. Yep. Oh yeah. But sure Xavier, does. Xavier played a lot harder and really wanted it more. And it pretty much showed literally every aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. And then two, man, uh, two things that are super random, and I don't want to maybe harp on these too much, but they just stuck out. The refs were horrible <laughs> both ways. I mean, God, I'm that foul on Colby gonna, Jones. That foul on Colby gonna. Jones was as mad as I've been at a call in a long time. Holy shit. They were really bad, really, really bad. And then Creighton can't shoot free throws? Like, what? So where did that come from? If they, like, dude, they, 298 they in the country. We, they do. I mean, they need to start emailing Greg McDermott's what they need to do. Uh, I mean, they just got to start flooding the email. I mean, we're over here shooting probably in the top 100 in the country and Trav's email is probably popping off. Uh, man, I, I, could you imagine if we had that? God, especially too, it's just weird logically, like all the shooting they have, especially the people that are probably shooting the majority of their free throws. You got to think like Zeg and, you know, like all those dudes are probably shooting a fuck ton. Like, what the hell? I just don't – it doesn't make any sense. Um, so that was weird. If they make their free throws, that's a game. 
That is a that is a game if they meet their free throws. And then uh, the last thing too is like, dude, Xavier basketball is in good hands. I mean, Scruggs is awesome. He I carries his team. The but freshmen dude, were phenomenal. Dwan is getting nasty, bro. Dwan is so comfortable. Oh I, my goodness! Uh, one play that really sticks out to me was when the shot clock was winding down, and Colby just shoots that fadeaway, that step back fadeaway off one foot. I I have never been so confident about a freshman taking a fadeaway at the end of a shot clock. His finishing like, ability is nuts. As soon as as yep. soon as he went up for him, that's going in. I started yeah. I started like jumping around my house already. Like that's he going would- in. It was crazy too because he was guarding Zeg, like being guarded by and guarding him. And there was multiple points where I was like, dude, this is lunch meat. Yeah, you know I mean, like, especially athletically. And Zeg's an awesome player, but like athletically, boy, dude, the way he swatted that one Zagorowski layup was just like, wait, who's the junior and who's the freshman here? Because Dwan Odom just made, just sunned the fuck out of Zagorowski. And then also on offense, I mean, Zeg was even giving him multiple feet of distance, and Dwan was just getting by him okay. easily. I mean, just going to town. And then too, like, I never really thought this year yet that Dwan had really like been let off his leash and had really like found his confidence. Um, but I really think he's starting to kind of like you can tell the way he's going to the bucket. Like he feels confident now. Um he looks he's like a different that damn player. bucket. Yeah, and like we've said, and, and for good reason, Colby's been the story for the young guys this season because he's just been so above expectations, and he's a dude yeah, for that's sure. The thing. Like we expected this from Dwan, we didn't expect this from Colby when they were coming right. in. So Colby has just absolutely outshined. Right, um, and then Colby's memory. at times been like our best player. You know what I mean? And Dwan's been really good. I bet I think Colby's had a better freshman year than Dwan, like even straight up. And I mean that's not a, a shot at Dwan; he's been really good. But like Colby's just been. Really good, and also Dwan had Dwan had COVID too, so he missed a stretch, and he all it seemed like he needed time to get back in and get integrated. Um, but man, he's looking he's looking good, dude. Well, it, dude like, here's the thing: this whew. is the most mature freshman group we've ever had, like in in my in my fandom. Mm-hmm. Like those three are more mature than this three. Oh yeah, <laughs> no question. No question. <laughs> like there, I think Adam Baum tweeted it um, that at one that down the stretch there's like seven or eight minutes left. And I mean, we have a pretty decent lead, but it's not over yet. Xavier had all three true freshmen on the floor. That's cool. And, and it didn't feel weird. You the know, the weird thing is, I yeah. trusted them. Mm-hmm. I trusted so, every damn one of them. So glad Bob was back on Twitter, by the way. I mean, we needed. <laughs> Dude, who's happier that, for that win than Adam Bob? <laughs> Other than Travis Steele, who's happier about that win? Oh, God bless Adam Bob. <laughs> Our fan base is miserable sometimes. Holy shit. It, it, it is. I tweeted God. something just very general, and I just tweeted that Xavier is the second best team among power conferences uh, in terms of committing fouls, like second fewest among power conference teams. I excluded mm-hmm. American athletic conference teams, by the way. Mm-hmm. So fit the agenda. But then it was people trashing our defense in the comments yep. as a result. God. But, I mean – it's I try to be excited about but... anything, dude. And it's just like like the way Michael talks to Toby. He's like, why are you the way that you are? I try to make anything fun, and you make it not that way. Like, I'll say yeah. anything just trying to have fun and trying to make a joke, and I'll get like, well, too bad Xavier's not going to be in the tournament. Like, from our own people. I'm just like, bro, fuck you, bro. Like, what are you adding to anything by tweeting that? Who wins? Yeah. Like, like, do you feel yeah. good about that tweet? Like, man, I did a lot of like, man, I feel good about that tweet. You know, like there were there were two people that are like, well, the defense doesn't even get close to the to the offensive players, so it's impossible to draw a foul without even touching them. Like, 
Okay. Well, that's not what, like, that's okay, not what yeah, I was yeah, trying to fine. say. Yeah, but. I'll just I'll just go KMS real quick. Like, for the love of fucking Pete, dude, get the hell out of here. They're the worst. Yeah. Other than Scoops or uh, Cranjus McXavier basketball, that's my boy. Love no, he guy. can do no wrong. He doesn't. He never misses. Ne- literally not one single time. Uh, I love ever... the Kiki Standy that he <laughs> yeah, that with was the uh, throwback logo. That was fantastic. Um, and then CJ Wiltshire getting a gold jersey, by the way, which I said on Twitter should now just be called jersey now that we have gold in the color scheme. Um, they might need to change the color of the gold jersey to make it special. You know, now it's just jersey. Um, like a, a random green jersey. <laughs> All right, exactly. Master's jacket. <laughs> right. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Um, but you got to feel good going forward, man. And if there was a time to start playing good ball, it's now. You know, like Scruggs looked like a dude, man. Like if he plays like that, and then obviously some crazy stats on Fremantle, blanking on the exact stat, but something about like twenty and fifteen games and Good. being in you know uh, five straight games is it? Yeah, something like that, and being like Posey and West. I want to exactly. say exactly not bad company, um, dude. He's he's good, man. Like I know that we've given him a lot of shit this season, um, and for good reason in certain stretches, but. He, but he's a sophomore too, dude. Like he's had expectations on him that normal sophomores don't have, you know, like as a kind so- of like as a, as a sophomore. And he came in as really, he wasn't even close to our highest recruit in that class. So he was a good recruit, but you're right. Not the highest recruit at all. Like uh, very, Rambo, very good. Rambo was rated higher than him. Uh, was he really? Mm-hmm. I don't think on 24 seven, but Rambo was in that area. Rambo was a good recruit. And I, and yeah, Rambo was a real solid recruit. Mm. There's fucking injuries. I think Fremantle, uh, according to 24-7, was like the very bottom of the top 100, if not like maybe a, like 102 or something like that. But you're right. He definitely wasn't the highest highest dude in the class. Uh, like as a sophomore, expecting him to be all, all Big East. And oh, he's, he's been, he's been great. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely had his moments and stuff, but the, like the production level he's given us for uh, over the course of a season as a sophomore is insane. Like I, I kind of like – it's not perfect, but kind of in a way like Najee had all those expectations like after the after Trey and all them left him, he was going into his sophomore year. Like that's a high expectation level for a sophomore. Zach Fremantle was a three star coming in nationally at one thirty four. Yeah, that might be the composite rankings. I would like to see what his twenty four seven ranking was because I think that they're the best. But it, yeah, it was, I mean that's was, not incredible. Um, that was the twenty four seven composite. Yeah, that's the composite. Like, so that's like all of the rankings done, oh, like okay. mashed together, which is still like more than fair. That's like ESPN rivals all them together, um, but still more than okay. fair. If I remember and correctly, seven, he was um, one hundred eight, a four star. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Um, I definitely trust their rankings more than anyone else's. But you're right; he wasn't like a, he wasn't a top sixty recruit. You know, he wasn't a Dwan Odom. You know, what I mean, Dwan Odom was expected to come in day one, produce at a high level, especially for bigs, dude. Especially like Xavier Biggs. We haven't had a lot of Xavier Biggs where you know in their freshman or sophomore year they're ready to like legit contribute you know almost that's like the xavier big blueprint they need it like almost until our junior year to really start contributing at a high level you know unless you're one of the special ones um not a lot of our young bigs have been ready to contribute at that kind of high, high of a level i mean you look like a, a guy like tyree jones like tyree jones really he didn't have a role like mm-hmm. a, an established role his first two years then uh, junior year, it was takeover. He's time. the dude, like, and he like he was, he was in there. He was in the rotation. You know, uh, his freshman year, uh, he Cantor um, in O'Mara. You know, but one of the yeah. three, I think he started probably five games or something. The year after that, uh, who was he in the rotation with? Uh, I'm blanking. Okay, no, his you know, his first year was, we went to the Elite Eight. Yeah, his uh, first year, he was with Rashid Gaston. That's right, O'Mara. 
Gaston and Sean O'Mara, but he was always one of the three. He wasn't the guy, and he was good. He had moments. I think he was one of our best young bigs we've had in a while, but he wasn't great either. He had a lot of work to do, and his stamina was terrible. Um, he wasn't Jason Love yeah. by any mean, by any state of the, by any stretch of the imagination, but he also wasn't David West either, you know? But that's just like the, the Xavier blueprint. Name me any Xavier freshman big that was really good as a freshman. Like, name one. I can't think of any. Jalen. But he was also a redshirt freshman. Um, and Jalen really had some issues, too. Like, he had oh, yeah. a lot of maturity issues as well. His breakout didn't start until the very end of his sophomore year. Like that, That's that, really, all right, this yep. guy is a dog. Those last few games of regular season, and then in the tournament, he was a dog. And that's when everyone was saying his junior year he was going to be one of the best players in the country. I don't know if you remember that Arizona game. He went to work. That, oh, yeah. that whole that whole tournament, he went to work. But you're right, though. Like I can't name one other than David West, who was awesome. as like a freshman and sophomore. Him and Fremantle. You know what I mean? And Fremantle is like, mm-hmm. hasn't been awesome, but he's been really fucking good for a sophomore. He's been pretty awesome. He's been pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's been held to a high On standard. the offensive end, at the, at the very least, he's been a fucking stud. Yeah, Even, absolutely. I mean, he just needs to get out of his own fucking head, but he's he, been he'll, an he'll awesome be, sophomore. He'll be on all Big East preseason teams next year without question. Probably, oh, some, probably some first teams, like, if not primarily on the first team. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's a dude. He, he's going to be really, really good. And then all game long, I mean, you can count on him to put the ball in the bucket. I mean, and he just – he's one of those dudes too. You look up at the scoreboard, you're like, God damn, Fremantle has 19 at 12? Fuck. You know what I mean? Because it's just counted on every single game. I mean, we're counting on Fremantle. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I looked at the scoreboard and haven't seen like less than 15 and 8 for Fremantle as a sophomore. You know? Like he just puts the ball in the hole at a pretty – efficient rate too i mean you just can count on him for buckets and there are times where i'm like wow Fremantle, he seems a little off today and you look at the score and he's like he's got a bad game right yeah he (laughs) just put he puts the ball in the hole dude um and and you just got to feel good about the future of this team man like we don't have a single junior on the roster see like here's one thing i thought about and i was drooling and this is looking well in the future this is Fremantle's senior year starting lineup of dewan cj colby Cesar Edwards, Zach. You can do a lot worse. You can do a lot worse, bro. And then also too, and, I, and we'll get off this this Xavier super because I could just you know cream over this for a long time. But like people love Elijah Tucker, like, and I I love Cesar Edwards personally. I think Cesar Edwards has ridiculous uh, ridiculous potential. I think his ceiling is nuts. At six ten, the things that he can do is insane. Um, but Snow is in love with Elijah Tucker, and I know his stock has been up a lot recently. And I, um, and neither. Love, like, yeah. I, I love the rec- I love the commitment immediately. Like once mm-hmm. I saw once I saw a little bit of the tape on him, like this guy, he's got a he's yeah. one of those lower floor high ceiling guys, but he just keeps working. Like yeah, not- and I wasn't huge on him when he committed. Yeah. I wasn't like down on him. I wasn't like, oh sweet Elijah Tucker, who cares? Yeah, I do remember I was a little higher on him than you were. Yeah, but he wasn't a huge recruit by any means. I think right. he was like bottom of the one fifty, if if even in the top one fifty when he committed. But it's like when when you look at him, uh, you're like, okay, this is a guy who's going to need a lot of work. He's going to be a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, I mean, I personally, I really like projects if they, um, if they show that they are like willing to put the work in. And yeah. from everything that I've heard from Snow and um, all the people that Snow really, is in love with them, like truly cover them, it sounds like he's he's got the he's got the mentality. And he's gotten so much better, bro. Even from like the day he committed, because I, I actually really like the recruiting stuff. I I used to be into it a lot more, um, because right now I actually just like do like real life adult stuff now um and you know what i mean like i actually i actually do real stuff sometimes which fucking blows it's not fun um but like i used to watch recruiting videos all the time you know every single player's Avery was recruiting i've seen at least 10 videos on everyone they're recruiting but like so when he committed i was i watched probably an hour of his shit and i was like okay 
You know, he's got some potential, and you also can't tell on a highlight film how good they are at actual real basketball. This is always highlights, you know. But also, too, when you watch the film eight months later, I'm like, holy shit, dude! He looks like a completely different player. Um, but I think we got some special dudes coming in and, and just steal sacking up talent. I mean, and but eventually can't recruit. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Steele is the best recruit we've ever had, and like Mac was fine, but like Steele is a recruiter. You know, if anything, if, if Steele has a number one skill, it's recruiting. Like, Mac didn't love recruiting. You know what I mean? Like, Snow will say that all the time. Like, Mac was like, okay, guys, go recruit. Yeah, go out there, find some guys. I'll close the deal. We'll rack, we'll, 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 we'll get it, we'll get it popping. You know what I mean? Like, bring them in. I'll close it. We'll get the commitment. Good to go. Steele gets in the weeds. Steele literally loves to recruit. Steele's a film junkie. Steele loves to recruit. Steele physically is the go-to recruiter on a lot of recruitments. Mac was never like, I'm going out and I'm watching. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to be the lead recruiter on a guy. Like, yeah, you know, Trav, go ahead and be the lead recruiter. Like, like, uh, fucking, um, whoever the fuck, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke Murray. Yep. Go be able to lead on this guy. When you need, when you need me, let me know, you know, but Trav is like all in on recruiting. So I think because that's like, definitely Mac, Mac would like, um, find, like choose a guy that he wants them to recruit, but <laughs> they do the, they, they yep. do the recruiting. Definitely. Definitely. And Trav is definitely like the system's working. And then the team approach to recruiting with like the whole staff recruiting as one is clearly working. This is like, and I've said this multiple times, the last three years of recruiting, like every year we've been under steel is as good of a three-year recruiting stretch as I've ever seen. Hands down all three years together. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying we've gotten the best class we've ever gotten or the best recruit we've ever gotten, but these three years combined is the best recruiting I've ever seen at Xavier since I've been following it since like 2003. And that's how you build programs. Like, um, like, People we will talk about like UConn's uh, recruiting the AAC like they had like they had a top ten class like one top ten class but then followed that with a with a non ranked right like right we we strung dude two top thirties then I think we're at like thirty five forty with this next one but that's yep. also with two recruits Def- definitely mm-hmm. and then too you look at you look at the Big East too man this is what gets me like we are right there man and like. I look at these rosters and I look at the talent that we've amassed. It's like, would you rather be this Xavier team right now in this position with all this talent that we have the best by a mile, in my opinion, the best three years recruiting stretch we've ever had, you know, we're struggling a little bit. We got a little bit of work to do, but I could see like, once it hits, we're going to be really fucking good and can beat anyone in the country. Or would you rather be like that a 10 school who's dominating the a 10 and we're getting like good three stars and we got good talent for a mid major. But like when we, but let's be real, like we have no chance of beating Kansas. You know what I mean? Right, like, like in, in 2009, right. you know what I mean? Like, and like, I get it. Like it hasn't we, been we great. We saw it. Like we, yeah. that, that game against UCLA, we were completely outmatched. We had no chance. Literally we no lose a hundred times out of a hundred. And that team was awesome. That Xavier team. That's yeah. my favorite Xavier basketball team of all time. And we had no chance, dude. But to, I mean, that was also Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, it was, Josh Shipp, Baba Mute. But you're right. Yeah. We had no chance. I don't think there's any game out of a hundred games that we win. No, like, maybe, I mean, maybe I, one out of a thousand. I, I don't, I don't know how you said we can't beat Kansas in two thousand nine without using your voice. I mean, you said in two thousand nine. Nice. In two thousand nine. Yeah. In twenty twenty. Damn it. Twenty twenty three. God, dude, put me in the penalty box. Fuck. That's a five minute major. If you all right for new rule on the show, if if you use two thousand and nine. You have to say 2009. Hey, Alexa, play 2009 by Mac Miller. Great song, by the way. We do love Mac Miller around here. We stand. 
<laughs> self-care. Um, yeah, bro. Good shit. And thank you, Coop, for calling me out. I like that Coop keeps me accountable. I do like that. Um, but I think oh, hot sauce, hot sauce, but I will hop. <laughs> I also really liked hot not having eggs. to eat. A, I also really like not having to eat an eggshell. Doesn't uh, go I really down smooth. Just post just flooding another team's mentions with pictures. Dude, the, the it, contrast man. of how good a win is versus how shitty a loss is, is fucking huge. Dude, life was not fun after that Providence L, bro. That was Dude, not it makes fun. Twitter a different app. Oh. I, st- I stayed off of it for a while and then got into arguments for until like three in the morning. But oh. Dude, it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. And it, what the funny thing is, if Twitter dies down, I, if, I, if I pull up Facebook, I see Andy going at the Xavier group in Facebook. I'm like, well, he wasn't finding enough fights on Twitter, so he had to move it to another platform. Guy can't get enough. Man. I still haven't been bold enough to get on the Facebook oh. train and join the Xavier <laughs> groups. I just can't do it to myself. No. So what happened was I, I mistakenly opened Facebook, then I ha- like had a notification that something was posted. I'm like, oh fuck, what what is this? And it just ended up being, so- ended up being something so stupid. I can't I can let just, this go. I can see him not on my watch. Let's go. <laughs> Puts the dump truck in a second gear. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Imagine if Andy was like the person who ran like a company social media page. I mean, outside of Roblox podcast. But what if what if you work for Ray Ban? Correct. What if you yes. ran the Ray Ban Twitter page oh and were responding God. to people? Two thousand tweets a day. I'm kind of a troll, like. When I'm on the phones, I can't imagine I'd be behind a Twitter account. God. God. I'd like to see it happen. I don't know about that evil being out in the universe. I don't know if anyone's ready for that. Oh, that's fucking great. But, man, I'm excited, man. And now we're down the stretch and Xavier controls their own destiny. Uh, Right on the bubble, though. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel today. Like, if the tournament was to start right now. Uh, I think we're – I think we'd be in. And, and like, I think we'd be in. today. Don't feel great about it, but I think we'd be in. I think we're in as an 11 seed. Like, uh, Brackettville had us in the last four buys mm-hmm. as an 11 seed, which he had us playing West Virginia today uh, in a 6-11 matchup. I really like that matchup. Uh, I do think – I mean, West Virginia would be tough. I think that might they might be a little underseeded at a 6. Derek Culver's a monster. Culver's a monster. McBride's oh. a monster. Man, like, they're They're good. good. They're good, but like it's an NCAA tournament, especially like in the position that we're in right now, where we're not going to be getting, you know, we're not going to be a favorite, you know, in NCAA tournament. Like, you take what you can get. I would take that. Yeah, like, we're really I would just take that. Country here. roads, country roads are no match for Mustangs. And we've been good against Huggins in the NCAA tournament. And um, it brings back, uh, it would be an Adam Kunkel, Sean McNeil matchup, two Cooper High School Jaguars. You don't get a lot of Cooper Jaguar matchups in the NCAA tournament. That's a big one. You really don't. Like Norlick, two Northern Kentucky high school teammates would be matched up in an NCAA tournament game. You I don't know don't why, get that. but you, you know, you just see a guy and like, I could see him having a good March. I could see Kunkel having a good tournament. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I could see at some point him having a big oh, tournament moment for sure. At one point in his next, um, in yeah. his next three tournaments. He is I can going see to have just like I kind of see Garza having a big tournament. I can I can see yeah. I can see Conkel having a big moment. Maybe it's just a moment, but I can see him having something that's really really cool. I don't know why. He's going to be a martial shot. legend in his Xavier uniform. I'm calling my he shot. I don't know why. Sharpie. He's got the right number. Um, okay, so <laughs> so I think we're cool on Xavier. I mean, I'm not, but I'm going to try to be so we don't turn this into two hours. Uh, any anything else that's on your guys' mind that that stuck out or anything like that? 
Okay, so so since we have nothing else, well, last thing we'll talk about moving forward here, they got two games left on the schedule. We got Georgetown tomorrow on the road, and then also too. I mean, Lenardi tweeted about this. Like, we have not been outside of Centos very much, so got to take care of business at Georgetown at Marquette. Um, All right, can we talk about that? God damn, he's the worst, dude. He's the fucking. Did Centos get moved to an NCAA tournament location? I was gonna tweet at him, but I was like, I'm not Andy. (laughs) This isn't my brand. This isn't my brandy. But like, I was like, Twitter account about it. I was like, dude, how big of an advantage, though, is this year when you have 900 fans at most? Like, are we and really calling that that big a deal? How many games How many games do we have get canceled? Like, right. Our game at Seton Hall got canceled. Our All game of them. Villanova got canceled. Can I just say, I am down. Julie said this today. I always have to give her credit or else she gives me shit. Uh, <laughs> I am down for, like, having Nova in the conference and all the benefits that come with that, but not having to play them. I'm cool. That's pretty cool. That's great. That's awesome. I mean, we didn't get to play to Paul, but it's like so we didn't get to play the basement. We didn't get to play the ceiling. And the ceiling and that, is the roof. What I said about uh, like that. That who's that Saint John writer? Um, like Braziller. Braziller. God, he sucks. He sucks. He was like, um, how can Xavier be eligible for a Big East tournament by when yeah. we didn't have to play Nova? Uh, we didn't have to play worst. Nova once, but we didn't play the Paul once either. We all know it's a weird season. Like we're you play to win the game. <laughs> Hello. Like, Literally, by winning percentage, we're in the top five in the conference. Yep. Like, suck my if, left nut, St. John's. If we win the next two games, we could finish at least tied for third with Seton Hall, I believe, based on winning percentage. They'd, they'd, I think it'd be a Joker. 625 winning. Huh? As long as we're higher than you, Colin, baby. I don't have a clue what either one of you said. I don't think either of them are that good anyway. <laughs> I, was just, I was just saying that like, um, Seton Hall probably has a tiebreaker. Oh, tiebreaker, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so we, we'd have to... But winning percentage, I mean, still finishing... If you finish 625 winning percentage in the Big East, I mean, I'll that's take solid. that. Yeah, that should get you in. That should get you in with the uh, with the non-con that we had. You should do it. All you got to say is 625. That gets you in. See, that, that, that's that another thing that uh, I really love about that Creighton win is our resume is no longer, hey, remember that time we beat Oklahoma? <laughs> beat Oklahoma by 20. True. That is nice. That is definitely nice. That Creighton wins big, man. If that second um, signature win, and now we need Oklahoma to take down the Cade Cunninghams tonight. Well, I guess yesterday, if you're listening to this tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is today? But Time is tomorrow. We need them to beat them yesteryear, boys. That's what we need. Unless it's tomorrow, and then in which case we need to beat them the next day. Um, well said, someone, Andy. Someone get the DeLorean ready. You don't believe in calendars? <laughs> <laughs> you think calendars are cool? Oh, oh man, man that's, 2009. That's rich. That is true. There was a calendar that said 2009. Um, okay, so boys. I say that we open up the mailbag, pull mail out of it, and read said mail. Are we? Are we cool? We we good to go on our Xavier stuff? I feel like I'm good. You good for now? I just got to play some CBS music. It's been an hour, so um, if we could put that in there, that'd be great. But I'm good on Xavier stuff. I'll get it in there. Okay, I appreciate that. Good, good on you. Always counting on Andy. Get it in there. <laughs> My man. All right, let's get to some fucking mailbag. Let's, let's spill it, baby. Yeah, spill it all over the floor. Let's get into it. We are three males here to answer your mail. And nice. both questions uh, come from our friend previously mentioned, Cranges McXavier Basketball, friend of the program. And question number one. In honor of March, if you had to pick one shining moment for Xavier in CWA tournament basketball, what's your moment? That's Dr. Rock, our good friend Dennis, says, 
uh, Sean O'Mara's made shot against Arizona. So, I mean, uh, we can all agree that's that's at least top two. Hard to argue with that. I mean, yeah, yeah O'Mara, I mean, that's, I mean, probably the most iconic as of late. It's maybe a recency bias and, to an extent. Yep, it's definitely recency but, bias. I just remember but, how, like, how I felt after it. Mm-hmm, like, the, mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. the run, I was like, that was really my second year as a Xavier fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I didn't have the emotional attachment. I was also real young. Like, I was like nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I didn't truly really understand like, how much this actually means. And that Sean O'Mara shot, the game ended at one in the morning. I was hyped. I was crying. I, I didn't sleep that night. I went to work at eight in the morning the next day, still hadn't slept, and just I came in and screamed. Yeah, that was that one was as special as a run as a whole has ever felt, in my opinion. Mostly just because it was like found money. You know, what I mean, going in as an 11 seed, I mean, we beat, I mean, we got in the tournament. And I was like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like our season was over. And then you beat Maryland and you're playing with house money. You know what I mean? Like you're at the poker table for a $5 buy in sitting with a grand. I'm like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst that could fucking happen? You know, I lose five bucks. This is awesome. You know, and then you win and beat Florida State by fucking 30. Yeah. You know I mean, they were a three seed. We're an 11. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I was, no one could say anything to me for like a week. And, and then it's great when you win, when you go to the second round, because you get a whole week to just bask in it. You know, if you lose in the second round, it's like you only have like a day or two to like mm-hmm. actually do, you know what I mean? You win, you go to Sweet 16, you got a whole week to watch highlights and then like watching other games when you're in the Sweet 16 or like you've, after you've won a game, watching other games becomes so exponentially more fun. Like, like I'm having a blast. There's, there's nothing worse than losing the 12-20 game on, a, on yep. Thursday. Yep, it's so much fun. <laughs> but it's also horrible if you're like the one of the last games of the first round. Like, oh, you're just like, it's fun. It's an anticipation, but like, you're just nervous, dude. Like, oh, you're a nervous wreck. And, the, and we always get sent out west, too. So mm-hmm. we're always at 10 o'clock game and it never yep. starts on time. So it's like 10. <laughs> yep. Yep, mm. exactly. And there's like some other game and you like and you get put into the game with like 14 minutes left already. Like, fuck, it's already like eight to twelve. Um, but to answer the question, in my opinion, it's hands down the BJ Raymond shot. Um that, Virginia. that to me is definitely the one. I think that um that was Xavier, like in my opinion, really like cementing themselves on the map. Um the run, I think a lot of people considered as lucky, and like Xavier was called a Cinderella all the time back then. I mean, Cinderella runs, Avery Musketeers. Um, and then we just had, you know, and the, and un- unfortunately with David West, we never made that big run. I don't think we would have been called a Cinderella with David West. We ran into the, you know, the run, the champions from the previous year, Steve Blake's Maryland Terrapins, who were Maryland was a program back then. People forget. Um, Absolutely, but, I mean, that's why uh, the Michigan State um, quality loss is <laughs> moving them into the last four in. Yep, I know exactly. Could you imagine a twelve twelve matchup with those guys? Oof. No thanks. Um, but to me, I mean, we had a three seed. I mean, Xavier was in the top ten almost the whole season, and uh, and that was the first time. I mean, if you if you think about Xavier's history, really, we were a, a, a really good seed and got it done. You know, and then two, you play Huggins. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean that was that was still really fresh. You know what I mean? Like you, I think he was only three or four years removed from Cincinnati, if that. Um, that was still really really Isn't fresh. And the then state crew is that short. His Kansas State crew, it's like oh, like a year or two, maybe three. Uh, he had like Beasley and Bill Walker and then Deuce pretty much. Um, but anyway, uh, that was such a big – and then, too, we went into overtime. And and that was such, a, in my opinion, a way more iconic shot because um, it was just like a 
cross court three. He had the huge, like the huge just BJ face. Like that one. Those ballsy too. Like if that had happened in. Oh, I know. If that had happened in 2017, as my voice cracks, and the Omera thing had happened in 2008, I think it would be BJ by a mile, by an absolute mile. I think there's some recency bias, and that win was huge. I mean, whatever, but that moment was so cool. I mean, I was and too like I was at the I was on campus, you know, watching that with students, and then there was a mob on campus when I was like a kid. I was probably 14 or 15, um, and just soaking up that moment, and I'll never forget that one, man. Like that, that, that to me was, and then Bill Raftery onions, like, bro, like that was, that was something else, man. I think to me, it'll always be that one. So, um, I'm going to have a little bit of an honor, honorable mention at this mm-hmm. one. Um, uh, I think one, one moment that really stands out to me in Xavier March history is Leighton Strand getting more minutes in the NCAA tournament than Ben Simmons. Uh, <laughs> so that, that really stood out to me. We even got a graphic. Um, so Wow, that that really that really hit home. He's mm-hmm. a family friend. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? I didn't know. Wow, that. better pick up that name you just dropped. My goodness. Oh, <laughs> uh, but for real, I, I'm. It's not an NCAA tournament minute moment, but oh, it's a Trayvon, moment. Trayvon shot in the Big East um, tournament. I know um, that got us into the tournament for that run. Yep. That I ran all around my house after that, mm-hmm. like. That, that was so clutch. Like that, that was really the start of, all right, this guy is going to be the best fucking player in the country d- down this stretch. And he was probably the best scorer in the country for about a month. I mean, he was yeah. unbelievable. And, and was, we can't yeah. not mention uh, March moments without Crawford's got to hurry. I know it was I not know. a game that resulted mm-hmm. in a you win. But so if I have to think of like one of my favorite moments, even though it wasn't a win, I mean, it's hard to, Hard to make a case that's for anything. Prob- even that, though we didn't okay. win, that's probably the most iconic game that Xavier's maybe ever been in. That like, was just a hell of a basketball game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the West oh, Virginia yeah. game was up there too over time and, you know, essentially a buzzer beater. But that game, I mean. It, it, it sucks too, like the Ohio State game in Lexington. I mean, that honestly was probably one of the best basketball games yeah. like in Xavier history, but still did not result in a win. But still a lot of really – big iconic moments in that obviously yep. not the yep. way it should have the ended the state but... game was like i had a much better taste in my mouth after that one than i did the ohio state one the Ohio state game was brutal yeah. i oh, mean yeah. but, that still but, gives me yeah. but yeah, i'm so proud of the way we played like we played our For asses sure. off and the fact that that wasn't an intentional on greg odin i would just never understand if only we practiced free throws when we were tired and that, that ball was down though man like really you really can't shoot that ball much better oh that ball really was in like like when I like when I'm coaching and any of any of my players misses a free throw, um, like that, like do the do the exact same thing. No adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Even if you hit it off the heel, that's mm-hmm. like a good shot. But yeah, like um, you're fine. But yeah, it, it, that was tough. And I mean, I would. I'm just really glad that there weren't like, uh, like phones weren't what they were back then or what they are now because the win probability yeah. chart of that game would have been absolutely brutal. Everything that had to go wrong for the Ohio State to get back in that game went wrong. I mean, you look at the win probability chart with 10 seconds left and Xavier has like a 99.7% chance of winning that game. Justin Cage was an absolute fucking man that dude. He, whatever happened to him uh, in March was nuts because he never shot threes the entire season. And then like March would hit and he's like a knockdown shooter. I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? And he was always like a really good defender and a solid player, but like March every year for like two or three years in a row, like March would hit. And I'm like, 
Cage is going like 20 a night. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, that, and I love that team, too. And especially, like, Cage's and, and Dolman's senior year for it to end like that. I mean, I was at the game, too. That was I think that was my first March Madness game. Or my first March Madness I ever – Yeah, I think it was the first March Madness I had ever been to in person. And See, we beat was, BYU. Because uh, it was so fun. Like my, my brother's AAU team was down at the state championship in Lexington mm-hmm. during that. So I was in the room with Ohio State fans in Lexington. I wanted to go to the game, but he um, he played like right after. So that sucks. I decided to go to my brother's game instead. Have you guys ever been to March Madness games before? I have not. I have not. They are special, dude. The energy is insane. It's unreal, bro. Especially like those arenas are just like, not only are they packed, but every single person is freaking out the entire time. And Rupp is like fucking huge, like 16, 17, 18,000. We were in the very back row of Rupp, which like in Coop, I mean, it gives Ohio State's arena a run for its money, how high you feel. You know what I mean? Like you do in the horseshoe. You know, you're in oh, the yeah. top. Have you ever been in like the very top section at, at the, at the, like where oh, you yeah. feel like you're going to fall? Like, like it's just fucking yes. weird. That's how we felt. Like it took me like an hour to get used to it. Um, wild times. And then I, I was at the tournament when Des Wells was a senior at Maryland, um, which was really, really like a cool moment up in Columbus. And then I saw Tyler Hansborough play the year they lost to George Mason and uh, Dayton, uh, which was really, really cool. It's just a special energy, dude. And then too, at Dayton, I wore my Xavier shit. Xavier wasn't even in this part of the bracket because we had bought it like, like ahead of time or whatever. And I'm wearing Xavier shit. And I'm, I tell you, dude, I got my ass ridden. I was like, 15 or 14 and Dayton fans were oh, like wow. cussing at me all day, all fucking day. Cause it's games from start. Like, and that's, what's so fun. It's it's just games all fucking day. You know what I mean? It starts at like 11 and you're there until like eight, nine at night, every two hours, you know, a game, you know what I mean? 20 minutes between another game, uh, dude, like just sitting there, like I was 14 year old, like just shit the fuck down. You fucking bullshit Xavier fan. My dad's like, he's 14. <laughs> like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like ass men. My my uh, one of my friends, uh, his sister went to Dayton. Yeah. So he asked me to go to a basketball game because like Dayton was playing like New Mexico State, mm-hmm. and he asked me to go to a basketball game. But I was like, while we were at while we were at New Year's together, so like mm-hmm. I had all I, all I had was to wear what I had, and it was sure. Xavier. And we're walking, we're sitting in the second to last row, walking. Wait, I get cussed at, flipped off, and someone <laughs> threw a fucking slice of pizza at me. I it's mean, you probably deserved it, but not for yeah. that. This was before I was an asshole. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was just an arrogant <laughs> dick, but I didn't. So like 2004? I didn't throw people. <laughs> it was probably around 2009. This is before Twitter came along. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, but it's also, too, it's just such cool energy because, like, other than that one, like, there's such a positive vibe, dude. Like, everyone knows it's, like, a special moment. Like, even if you're not, like, fans of the same team, like, everyone is, like, it's like a big fucking family, bro. Like it was so weird. Cause like every single time I went, like everyone in my section, just like talking to each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see a crazy play and it's just like something you witness together. You know what I mean? Like it's such a cool energy. Like, like I remember I was sitting next to like George Mason fans and I was getting hype as fuck for George Mason. And like, I was just high five and George Mason fans, like getting hype as shit. And I was a big hands, bro. I, I always liked North Carolina, but I was like, fuck it, dude, GMU all the way. And like, just getting hype as shit. And these people are losing their mind. It's just such a cool energy. And I remember watching, I was at, 
at Rupp, the the Lopez twins were at Stanford, and they were really, really good. And then, like, they were getting upset, and I was getting hyped as fuck with those dudes. It's just a cool energy, man. And then, like, if you see a Xavier fan, like, at the at the game, you're just like, yo, do you see that BYU game? Like, let's fucking go. We're just getting hyped as shit, chest bumping. Like, just random people, bro. It's a such a cool environment, and I got to imagine that's what the Big East tournament's probably like, too. Hey, like, wait. walking around, like, New York at 1 in the morning after the – you know, after a full day of hoops, like – you know, see someone in Xavier gear or like someone in Yukon gear, like, yo, fuck you. Yeah, I love you, but fuck you too. You know, it's just like, it's a really cool vibe, bro. Like, it's unmatched. You're like, uh, can you imagine our pot at the oh my God. tournament? We'll just be like dude. screaming into the mic, dude. And then, like, I saw a buddy there too who was like rich and like we had shitty seats or whatever. This was at uh, the Blue Jackets Arena and they have like fifth row seats, bro. And he's like, Yeah, we got extra seats. Like, you want to come down and sit in the fifth row? So I'm watching Dez just dunk from like the fifth row and then subway tournament. Shit's insane. Like, it's just a like always magic shit happens. And I, I don't know. Every time I went, something super special happened and it's just a fucking blast, man. We'll have to. Said like I'm honestly just saving money right now just so I can go to the NCAA tournament again because it's unmatched. I mean, it's fun at home too, but it's a special environment. You never forget it when you're there. Speaking of special moments in March, this leads to our second question. And <laughs> We're on question two. Uh, <laughs> of two. Question I think there's only two, so. Yeah, thankfully. We, we did good. And it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. As in two Holloway, Tuesday. And it's from our buddy, Mick Xavier Basketball again. Uh, looking forward to future shining moments, assuming we get to the final four in the near future on a buzzer beater. What year is it? What current or future Xavier player hits the big shot? And what team do we beat to get there? So pretty specific question, but uh, summing up, what year are we making the final four on a buzzer beater? And what player is hitting the, that shot against what team? I mean, I really, truly believe that it is Adam Kunkel hitting it in 2022. His senior year. Uh, That'll be 2023, yes. Adam Kunkel's hitting it in 2023 over DePaul. DePaul to get to the Final Four. Yes. Wow. Does he have to hurry? Does Kunk have to hurry? Um, So he doesn't necessarily have to hurry. Mm-hmm. But because you know DePaul's not playing defense, can I just say it was good mm-hmm. to see him make a couple shots too? Oh God, yeah, that, that, that felt, felt so, so good. good. Oh my God, I, that, that was December Conk again. Whew, I felt good. I was like, okay, all right. He's not going to turn into a ten percent three point shooter. Thank goodness. Okay, I mean it's obviously going to be UCLA, and I, I agree on the year as Andy, and it's going to be Conk. Obviously, um, he's going to have to hurry. I think Kunk, I think Colby's going to set a nice screen. Dewan's going to make an incredible pass. And then Kunk's going to hit one from like the elbow extended. Uh, might be a fadeaway. I don't know, but he's going to be a couple feet out. He's, he's going to have to hurry. Okay. And then Mick's going to have some kind of excuse. Um, it's I didn't probably- know Adam Kunk was shoot. He shot 17% in 2021. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> not being kind to him. 2023 is going to be a lot more kind to him. Um, but I think Mick's going to say, what's he going to say? I think he's going to say that their bench – had more minutes over the course of the season than ours did or something like that. Yes. Okay. They, it's hard to be the yes. team when they're yes. like Deontay Miles plays or, more minutes than our third center. Or we had to play in like Kansas and it was like 400 less miles for us or something like that. And he's going to yeah. be like, yeah, they essentially were playing at home. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I went. That's what I need to iron out too. Cause we have all these details. I need to iron out what the Mick excuse is going to be. So I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, 
the year is just next year. Uh, so 2022 and Xavier's getting to the final four and they beat, I'm going to say they beat, let's go Louisville, beating Louisville to get there yep. in the elite eight. And you know who hits the shot? None under, none other easy for me to say than Kiki Tandy. Oh, okay. Landing a three against Louisville. Hell yeah. We need it. We need it. You know what would be, so. you know be the funniest made three for a win, in my opinion? Dio. <laughs> With the whole like shimmy shake he does where it looks like a monster <laughs> is stealing his talent. He takes the dribble, then the <laughs> pelvic thrust. And- dude, what is that, dude? Could you imagine if that was what like brought us to the final four? Like he, and he takes his time too. He's thinking about yeah, like, all of he life's the unanswered like questions. Six seconds yeah. left, and then they have to review it to see if they get He's it contemplating off. the meaning of life while some monster is stealing his talent from his foot all the way up to his head, and then just launches. The, he wants nothing to do with it unless he's inside the three point line, which is a different shot. And we haven't talked about this, and we need to. And this I'll just wait I just, for you to bring it up. Yep, this was the point, bro. Senior moments, wise beyond their years, these freshmen are. D.O. could have easily taken the three, got us to 70, and taken the point, the short game. But he played the long game, wins the race of 69, takes the two, and the rest is history. You know what I mean? Like That is just showing super maturity yep. from the young guns. Can you imagine it's, It the, fits the uh, agenda. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the absolute surge Creighton would have gone on if he went for the 70? Oh, dude, we would have lost by – I think we would have lost by at least seven or eight without question. But also, we didn't talk about this. I think Mark Schmidt wins that game by 30. <laughs> Patino wins by, like – Patino doubles Creighton easily. <laughs> I don't even want to know what Pat Kelsey would have done. <laughs> well, Pat Kelsey currently has his team 69th in the net. <laughs> nice. Pat Kelsey's doing things, man. Pat Kelsey's doing gonna, things. not going to fact check that, but – I take your word for it, and that's impressive. That's big it's time. ideal. Right. It is big but time. Those guys would have done really well, but obviously the number one guy in the country would have been Dave Leda. Well, yeah, no. I mean, you, you see the recruiting job he's done. If he had the group that Steele has, I mean, we, we'd be top yeah. ten. Paul Reed at DePaul. Polly Polycap at DePaul. Now loaded. he's got a top four class. That roster is That roster, from a name perspective, is stupid loaded. Stupid. They have a butts. That that roster is loaded, bro. I'd have to look Wait, at it top to bottom. So it's loaded with butts. Loaded with butts. With butts, it's loaded. Deep dish. Deep, Deep. dishes. <laughs> What's next? We got anything else? Or was it nope. a small mailbag? Nice. Yeah, it was a small mailbag. Well, which we I got our money's worth out of those out of those pieces of mail, yeah. though. It was it was it was it was an all Cranjus McMailbag episode. That's like opening the door and hey. having some Andy pick seventeen underwear. You're getting the most out of that mail. Use your promo code <laughs> AndyPick17. Get 40% off of free might, shipping. I honestly might purchase a pair just to see, just just for the memes. I worse, know. Man. I would bet everything I own that we can get capable to buy a pair. Like he's the oh, one that uh, tried the, He's the one that <laughs> tried the promo. Dude, what if we got him to wear his horny <laughs> shirt with his AndyPick17 underwear? <laughs> He might. He might. Dude, no shit, bro. I fucking this is wild, bro. It's wild because he's like low key kind of famous for the chili shit. Like, bro, I typed in to the um the search bar on Google eating skyline. The fourth picture is Patrick Capel. Then like the oh sixth, seventh, and eighth picture are all Patrick Capel. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? Eating skyline, the fourth picture, Patrick Capel. That's wonderful. You know you made it when you can Google yourself and find yourself. That's when you know you've made it. Pat's made it. 
All right, let's try. I'm going I'm to Google myself. What comes up? <laughs> it's just underwear. That says You're not kidding. There's, Pat is everywhere. I told here. you, bro. He's like Ohio man eight one thousand <laughs> chili conies. He makes up like at least like a third of all. <laughs> it's just it's just Pat like this. There he is again. <laughs> He's Ohio all... man plans to. I love this. It says Ohio man plans to eat one thousand conies. Right. And then no scroll is like Ohio man eats one thousand conies. Ye of little faith. He's four, eight, twelve. Oh, there he is again. Local twelves got him. He's everywhere, dude. There he is again. <laughs> He's a maniac, dude. There he is again. I like the, I like the double fisting. That's a good. One. <laughs> There's Joe Burrow for some reason. Well, of course. Interesting. Patrick Capel more noteworthy than Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, he's awesome, done bigger dude. things. I love that guy. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> Hello, oh, Pat Capel. That's great. Okay, my my final word. If this is cool, you know, you know, like on PTI, is that PTI? Part of the interruption. Years. There's yeah. Part of the interruption. Yeah, Tony Rally's show. Where like if someone wins, they get a final word. Yeah. My final word is not to dime this guy out, but it's not like everyone listens to this. Noah Horkler's fucking Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a there's a a Twitter fucking thread to save the receipt that per sources is actually no or actually Noah Horkler, where he says, uh, "We'll just I'll just do a direct quote here. My dick too big. Call me Jorge." <laughs> I mean, per his game on the court, I mean. I mean, it checks out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm more led to believe that it is him than it's not him. You know, Jorge that's Horkler something just he would say. Right. That's something he was wearing a headband while he sent it for sure. And it's definitely something he would say, in my opinion. No question. He's allowed to. <laughs> Dick too big. Call me Jorge. <laughs> Imagine actually sending that to a female person and feeling good. Like that's a good text. You have to feel good about that. The best part was the okay. <laughs> right, that was the response. Okay, A Y. <laughs> it didn't even get the A Y. It was just okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, I thought it was spelled mm-hmm. out. That's rough. No. That's a that's a different word, different word entirely, different meaning entirely. But I just had to get that off my chest because I didn't want to tweet it and dime him out because I knew if I tweeted it, it would have it would have done some numbers, and I didn't want to dime out like that. But I thought I had to get off my chest verbally, and and it's not going to run up numbers like this, you know. <clears throat> I also gave us our first review on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. If you guys want to check that out. Oh, oh my well. God. I didn't yeah. know you could review I'm gonna, it. I'm going to read it out. I'm going to read it out loud. I'm going to find it and read it out loud. <laughs> oh, this should be good. It's, it's, it's not like – I don't, I don't want to set that, the bar that high, but it's, it's solid. It, it's nice. I will definitely say that it's nice. It will fit the criteria of nice. I can definitely say that. Hey, maybe if you leave a positive review, maybe you get free underwear from Andy. <laughs> we game can, worn yeah we can pull our 44 dollars and buy a couple sets of underwear so bad it's good since 6.9 stars isn't an option i'll give five <laughs> so i gave 6.9 <laughs> <laughs> robot